always ready and willing to argue with anyone, two veterans join forces to dismantle political correctness. This week's triggering event breaks down issues with the second stimulus, security theater of COVID practices, and a look at the dark side of having severe PTSD. All this and more on Real Talk with Monty and Tim. Hey, what is going on, everybody? As always, I am your oh so glorious and beloved Mace Valor. Bringing you guys, once again, a nice, begrudgingly wonderful episode of Real Talk with Monty and Tim. Tim, how's it going? Man, it's going. You already know what it is. You already know what it do. It's your man, Tim, a.k.a. Birdman. Getting it popping. Getting it popping. Yo, I want to make sure everybody had a wonderful Christmas uh, and everything, so... Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful, safe Christmas. Uh, got everything you wanted from Santa. Uh, and if you was naughty, um, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're naughty and, you, and you're good at it, you heard? <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. It's it's nice that this year is finally winding down, dude. It's been one hell of a ride. I mean, I think for all of us. I mean, I count my blessings. I'm very fortunate. I've had a pretty decent year, given the fact that, you know, the whole fucking planets on fire yeah i think the biggest takeaway for me is it's making me reevaluate some of my political affiliations um and that's not to say going from one side to another we talked about this before but just just to kind of get a better understanding oh and just in case anyone's listening uh cassie cj man i would love to have you guys on holy shit i mean some of the things that that come through y'all's brain noggins when we do talk is just mind-blowing so i'm just throwing that out there in case you guys ever listen to this this is your formal invitation to real talk with monty and tim we would love to have either of you on both of you on it don't matter hey fucking put the kids on all right i'm pretty sure they got some interesting shit to say you know what i mean oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, first and foremost, kind of want to kick it off nice and slow. What is up with this stimulus horse shit, man? I don't know. Don't really care. Don't, it don't uh, affect me none. I ain't getting shit anyway. I got child support. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about. I hope, I hope none of y'all get it. <laughs> well, no, it's like my thing that that is with this whole stimulus is how quickly people are to like focus on the money mm-hmm. people focus on on the dollars like oh what am i getting what do i not have to you know put forward any effort or energy towards that i can get some kind of comeuppance right the people that need this money because there are i'm not saying that there aren't people that need it there most definitely are okay oh, there yeah. have been a lot of people that have been drastically affected by this pandemic however it seems that because of the idea of free money money in your pockets for no real effort or energy put into it you kind of see this 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 shift from we're all in this together to, uh, yeah, all right, when am I getting my check? You know, like that's that becomes a new priority with that whole Nashville bombing, whatever the hell it was. It's like, that's the thing. And it's like shit like this used to get reported on the news like that. You know, if there was a shooting in a fucking podunk fucking bus stop in the middle of nowhere, we fucking knew about it. But right. 2020 being what it is and everything being all freaking crazy you know the one shimmer of hope is extra dollars in people's pockets so that's what that's what all the eyes pointed to you know it's like let's talk about the stimulus by the way there was a bombing during christmas 
we'll talk about it probably later. Let's talk more about this this money and what's the deal with bro. Well, really? I mean, I mean, even looking at you know going through you know my newsfeed stuff on um, my iPad, it it was like it was covered. Like I I, I remember seeing the stuff that you know was covered during that day uh, when it happened. Um, I remember you know some articles posting about it you know the following day, and now it's just kind of updates here and there. You know when it came when it comes to the bombing, and it's like what? But it's like everybody, it's like everything is is focused on. The stimulus and look, I get it. I understand it. I get it. Uh, and like I said, even though I was joking about the whole uh, me not getting a child support thing, you know, I was joking, but serious. Um, I mean, there's even people like myself that could really use it. But in my case, it's not gonna matter because they're just gonna they're just gonna say, you know, screw you. Don't really care about your situation. You know, we're taking all your, we're taking everything, anything you get, we're putting towards child support. Which like I there's like I mean, that's a whole another subject, you know, for a whole other matter. But it's like it it. it doesn't doesn't benefit because I already know for a fact that money's not going to my child. I already know that. I know that for a hundred percent fact, and I think that's what pisses me off when it comes to child support. But like I said, another another uh, episode for that. No, I mean I think this this kind of just pretty much you know once again sums up what's going on and what America most people in America are about. That's all. It's only about money. Um, and like you alluded to, money. Um, most people. They don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. You know, they don't want to do any, especially anything that's going to really contribute to society in any way. They just want free money. And that's what it's about. To them, it's just free money. They don't have to do anything. Whether you're working or not, they're trying to get, if you file for it, you can get it. You know, this is the thing. I have, uh, never really been a big fan of the welfare system. We talked about this multiple fucking times, but I understand what the kind of cause and need for it right now because it is such a bizarre situation situation. I do think moving forward that 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 is something that we can evaluate as a country like hey what forms of welfare actually benefit people you know and I think part of the whole stimulus thing is that the idea of like let's just do a lump sum throw it at people get them to shut up kind of thing that's kind of my perception on it because when you look at the stimulus bill and this is two separate bills the the omnibus bill or I can't remember the other name of the other bill but they took two bills and put it together that's essentially how they came up with oh this is this is our agreement right this is how both parties are going to be bipartisan on this Instead of both people losing a little, both people will gain a little, right? right. And so you think that it's everyone happy, happy, hunky dory. When you look at the fucking breakdown of what's allowed in this secondary bill that was tacked on, which that's unrelated to any, a lot of that shit's unrelated to COVID period. And that's what irritates me with this bill. A lot of people really are focusing too much on the money and what they're going to get at the end of the day, but they're not focusing on like, when people say like, oh, the stimulus bills, that's, that's mortgaging our, our, children's and our grandchildren's future. And that's a very true statement because that money that those funds have to be paid somehow. I'm not one of those like super hard conservatives. It's like, well, fuck on that. You know, who's paying for it and stuff. It's like, look, man, if we have money and we're going to put it towards something, let's put it towards something that's actually going to do some good. Okay. This this mm-hmm. thing about sending hundreds of millions of dollars to different fucking nations for stupid fucking shit. Like what was it? Pakistan. We're sending them like fucking $25 million for gender studies. How fucking yeah. stupid is that? How fucking stupid is what gender studies shit is going on in fucking Pakistan? If there's a tranny walking around, they're going to stone that motherfucker to death because that's their uh, culture. And we have to be yes. mindful that that's their culture and be okay with it. But it's like, yeah. you understand all these crazy fucking white night SJWs fucking defending the fucking minorities of the world. You know, these guilty fucking white people. It's usually how they are. They're indoctrinated to think that like, oh, I, I have to be a pillar of the community and I have to support like just to call it out for what it is I have to support different cultures right 
So let's support this right. this Muslim culture. And there's different sects, like with every religion. You know, you got the Shia, you have the Sunni, right? And then even from those two main sects, they also break down even more. And that's how we get like right. shit like the Taliban and, and ISIS and shit like that. Yes. So the thing that gets me is that you want to like be pro-women. You want to be pro-progressive. You want okay to be gay. These are all things I like and I agree with. However, the part of it that I don't get is that you have entire nations that are completely at the status that they are because of all the injustices that they do to people because of the shit that like, Oh, um, you're not, a, you're not a man. So we're going to treat you like shit. You're essentially going to be property. Like, Oh, you're gay. Well, we're going to stone you to death. Oh, you don't want to be Muslim anymore. You want to convert over to Christianity or Buddhism or some other faith. We're going to kill you because we don't like, yeah. like, that's the shit. It's like, that's what I don't get. It's like, how can you be progressive and truly for, you know, bettering humanity, but then you turn a blind eye. It's like, oh, well, that's their culture. It's like, no, that does, just because that's their, their culture does not make it okay. There are still fucking yeah. tribes that fucking do human cannibalism. That yeah. doesn't make it okay. You know what I mean? There's archaic yep. ways that humanity like kind of tied themselves into the universe, like sacrificing a virgin just so the sun would rise. That shit's not a fucking thing anymore because we kind of fucking figured it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now anyway. I will say this, uh, two points. Um, like my first point is like you said, you know, you know, you got all these different, um, cultures, different, you know, if we're talking like, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan, the tribes and everything that they have. Yeah. Like that, you know, it, it's funny how we keep as a, as a government keep jumping into everybody else's business, you know? And it's like, my only issue with it is we're not handling our own business. Why do we keep jumping into everybody else's business? We still have homeless. We still have people that are living in poverty. We still have people who are starving in this country. Yet and still, we're taking care of everybody else. That's my, that's my only, that's like my only right that I have to complain when it comes to this government and comes to this country. We spend so much money on other countries and doing what what we we want to call humanitarian humanitarian uh type projects or whatever but getting still we're not doing any real humanitarian projects here in our own country you know that that's that's what really that's what gets me about that and then my second point you know going back to the stimulus you know people got to realize you know there's been a lot of stuff floating around that they were going to do a six hundred dollar uh payment and then they were going to also gonna do a 200 or two thousand dollar payment well that's not true what they what they did was uh mr mcconnell already said or yeah the house speaker of mcconnell already said that you know getting to that two thousand dollar check separate check there's no realistic path to it uh or at least quickly uh to pass in the senate so what they decided to do was they're going to give us $600 check, but then they're also going to do a $1,400 check. So it's going to come out to $2,000. Uh, I've seen people, heard people talk about it, like, oh, they're going to do $600 and $2,000. No, it's $600 and $1,400. So it's only $2,000. You know, and so it's like, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we talk about, oh, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do that. But once again, people are not reading the fine print. They're, just, they're hearing what they want to hear, which is, to me, is, is the same problem. The adults in this country are having the same issues that I, that just irritate the crap out of me when it comes to the youth in this country. They hear what they want to hear. They take bits and pieces of what they want to hear they hold on to that and then they forget everything else they don't they don't decide to do the research they don't decide to look up look up the facts you know that was the main problem with trump being in office was that he lied so much about stuff and then all of a sudden people started fact checking and when the facts say 
no, none of what he said was correct. Then it showed me how idiotic some of these people in this country were because they still argued with facts. They yep. argue with everything like, well, well, they're just saying that because they just they just don't like Trump. No, they're saying that because they actually fact checked what he said and it wasn't true. You know, here's the thing. I I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi at all. I think she's mm. a fucking ancient dinosaur that hasn't done shit for her constituents and she needs to get the fuck out. She's been in way too long and we're allowing her to be in for this long. Term limits, man. I'm, a, I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you, I don't like Nancy Pelosi because she looks like my second grade teacher. My second grade teacher, <laughs> I hated that bitch. I still hate that bitch. She slapped me in the face. If I find that bitch, she's still alive and punch her in her ovaries. Given said that, I don't like Mitch McConnell either, you know? I don't like none of them. Well, I don't like, yeah, I don't like any of them either. Here's the thing with Mitch McConnell. Here's one of the things that he wanted um, for his argument earlier on, is that he wanted special protections for corporations follow what? me with this so that they could not be sued and there's like a no arbitration clause that companies like walmart amazon target like places where people are working uh where you know it's their essential jobs he wanted to give essential jobs and essential essential employers he wanted to give them immunity from lawsuits and arbitration because of anything stemming from the coronavirus. So his idea to, hey, let's let's give people aid. The takeaway is we'll allow corporations to kind of be how they are. And we're not going to we're going to make it so no one can sue them. Because how many people got sick at their fucking job? When I go to Target, when I go to Target and Walmart, I do self-checkout. We talked about this before. But right, the, right. the thing with me that really got my, my head... Oh, sorry. The thing that got my head spinning about like the tinfoil hat stuff, like, oh, wait, this is, this is all just for show. Because I don't think that the coronavirus is fake. I think it's a real fucking thing. However, the way that a lot of places are handling it, it's fucking bizarre. So like when I was up in Washington, uh, when this shit first kicked off, they were quick. You know, I would go to the store there and... Every single transaction, they would do the hand sanitizer and stuff, and they would do hand sanitizer spray on the fucking, on the conveyor belts and shit. Like, they were hardcore about making sure it was good. I come back down here to Vegas, and it's all just for show. So you have someone at the self-checkout. They have a rag. When someone leaves, you can't go to that checkout until they wipe it down. But they don't spray it with anything. They're using the same rag for all four of these fucking little kiosks and they just wipe them right. down and it's like all right so if you sprayed one time and yeah there's still residue on the rag i guess you could argue that but then you're still using that same rag for your entire shift how often do you actually put new spray how often do you actually put a new towel like you use a new cloth that's the thing that gets me about all this when you like really start to analyze and see it's just theater it's like the people yeah. are doing it just for our peace of mind it's not actually helping at all like they get to stay open, they get to follow the rules. And it's like, well, this is the this is the state guidelines we have to follow. So we're doing the bare minimum just so we can stay open. But how many times have have, have someone gone in there, put their card in, put their little key code in, and then walked away with someone to come and half-ass wipe the shit down? And that's what right. really got my fucking brain turning on this. It's like, this is all fucking theater. It's like if they were if this was real, not saying that it's not, I do think it is. But if this was like real to the effect of them saying that this is like apocalyptic, because that's it's all about fear mongering, you know, with mass media. You know, oh, if yeah. it were really that case, then we 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 would be living in a very different world. Like this whole put masks on thing. I'm not anti-mask. I'm I'm not. It just is what it is. I think the mask fuck is stupid. Do I think they help? Absolutely. I don't think they help quite nearly as much as people are saying. And the reason why I say that, I can go into the store just fine with my mask on. But no one does the social distancing thing. People are still yeah. fucking nut to butt, man. 
it's like, especially going out like around Black Friday, going out, like getting closer to Christmas when more people are frantically looking for shit. And there's no one like when when this first started, they were taking numbers. There was a line to get in the grocery store. They only allowed so many people inside. That went away. That didn't last. That didn't last very long. And they're like, well, the numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. It's like, all right, then how come we're still allowing shitloads of fucking people inside? And then also restaurants like that's that's a I have a fucking beef when it comes to restaurants. That whole industry's fucked. But the the restaurant industry is being hit really hard because they can only like essentially open at twenty five percent capacity in store and whenever they come to do deliveries, you know, their their margins are still razor thin there, right? You the, the whole preference of a restaurant being profitable is you need volume. You need mass numbers of people coming in. When you're at 25% capacity for allowing people to eat in your in your restaurant, it's going to hurt you, you know? So how how do we expect these people to stay open? How come an indoor restaurant, I'm not allowed to eat indoors, right? Well, that's how it started. They first everything was closed, and they started slowly opening things up. 25% capacity. Okay, all right, let's go in 25% capacity. Oh, you have to have a reservation. Okay, we'll make a reservation. Fuck it, whatever, right? You do all this extra bullshit. And then finally, you walk in, you have your mask on, you get seated, and then you're allowed to take your mask off. Because for whatever reason, at wherever you're sitting is a little bubble. You can have your mask off just yeah. fucking fine. That doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense to me. No, then they started closing shit down, even for outside. It's like, okay... So now we're going to have tents outside. So you get to sit outside in the fucking cold. You still get to pay the premium for having a dining experience, but without any of the amenities. We're going to have you sit outside in the fucking cold. You're going to eat in this tent, and then you're going to get up and leave. And then we're going to start fixing shit. The weird technical difficulties there. You guys won't notice it on your end, but we definitely notice it on ours. Anyway, (laughs) um, so this whole thing, it it just really irritates me seeing that. But in this documentary that I watched, and I believe it was either the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post, something like that, the head of the NFL, like it was all CF or NBA, my bad. It was all CEOs from different industries that were talking. It was just interesting seeing from the big business side of things that early on in the year, it's like, oh, wow, things are going great. And then March happens within the blink of an eye, like entire industries are like shut down. And I know for, for the NBA, they were like, fuck, man, we got shit going on. Like, I guess we'll do games without people. And then I can't remember the name of the dude, the, the guy that was like touching mics and shit. And it's like, oh, fuck COVID. No, 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 no. And then, oh, he, I don't it. but you remember that happening though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. The NFL was, I mean, you've seen it with your stuff. Have you guys have been affected? And so that's a big industry, man. When, or NBA or all sports, really. I mean, for me, it, it hit hard with uh, Formula One. They were supposed to start in Australia, and then the driver from McLaren got sick. And the next thing you know, they just put a hiatus on it for a while. You know, even Hamilton got sick. And good old Lewis, who will soon, soon be Sir Lewis, because he's being knighted by the Queen. Good for him. Sir oh, Lewis uh-huh. Hamilton. I'll, I'll touch on something else from him in just a second. But, dude, you've seen it. You've seen it with sports, man. The, this COVID shit is no fucking joke. It's really affected every industry, even ones that you're like, I don't know. Like we said before, I don't know a whole lot about sports, but I know for a fact that it's impacted you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, like our season was supposed to start back in what, November? No, October. It was supposed to start back in October, you know, and it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. But then finally they said, you know what, we're just we're shutting everything down for the rest of the year. Uh, We played, I think, one game. Um, Yeah. Like one game, it wasn't even one. Of, it wasn't even a league game. It was it was a team in another league. They needed a team to fill in. 
and we went and played. Um, so it, it sucks, man. I mean, the whole thing sucks. Uh, and with on my other podcast, Hey Coach with Coach Tim Simpson, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> But uh, that was one thing that we talked about uh, in the last last episode was uh, COVID versus youth sports. And, you know, the impact, you know, people think they look at it, you know, as far as the NBA, NFL, you know, not having fans and stands, but they forget about the youth. You know, the youth programs are not making the, the millions of dollars, in some cases, billions of dollars these, these professional sports are making and are able to still go out and play their seasons um, in a bubble type setting and they're shutting down new sports, you know, from, from, from high school all the way down. A lot of these co- colleges um, are able to play because once again, these universities are making millions and billions of dollars. So they're still able to play their seasons, play their sports. Yeah. Now that I think about that, back. it's like if, if the pros can do it, I don't know why you know, like kids can't do it. You know what I mean? Like the extracurricular stuff, because like those guys, they do way more traveling. They're going in and out all over the place. I mean, you can't use the justification like, oh, well, they have better safeguards or whatever. It's like you can implement those same safeguards or similar safeguards in like like minor league or in like for kids and stuff. Like my my kid, is he's at that age where he wants to be out doing that extra shit. But it's all closed down, right. so he can't. And it's a huge well, I, disservice to the children. Yeah, I think the difference is, uh, and I'm gonna be honest here, you know, being speaking from a parent standpoint as well as a coach, when you talk about youth sports, I think the problem with that is parents, because parents want to be there, they want to support their kid, uh, which is that's what they should do. Um, but the problem is, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll I'll take it at a couple different stages. Um, how about that? So let's talk about. One, one of the big things down here uh, here in Kansas is like popcorn football, you know, basically tackle football, you know, kids, fifth, sixth, or like fourth, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I think. Like, it's huge. Um, they, they love it. You know, the kids get out there, they're able to do this. But the thing is, is that parents have to take kids to games. Um, you know, so you have that you have that crowd control problem, potential. You have the fact of, you know, doing doing the fundraising for these different types of sports. Because uh, you know these, it's not like the the city's paying for this for the sports. It's that the, the parents um, that are going out there, they're trying to raise money for these different sports and this, this, and that. And it's difficult because they can't. And it's not like you know back in the you know back in the day. I say back in the day, like it was like in the '30s and the '40s. I'm talking about just you know a few years ago. You know where you know say you can go to a business and say, hey, we're doing a fundraiser. We'd like for you to be be our sponsor. You know, we'll you know give us or whatever for your business. Well, see, that goes back into what we were talking about earlier. These local businesses are hurting because they can't open. So even if they gave coupons out, they're still losing money because they can only have so many people or they're yeah, not open at all. That'd be like some crazy shit. Like you'll you'll never see like Walmart sponsoring Paloma Valley High School or whatever the fuck, you know? It's like, oh, this game is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. No, you know, it's not this, there's not the same money at stake as there is, you know, in college and stuff. So it makes sense why, why that would be the case. You bring up a very good point. It's not the parents fault and from the eyes that, 
oh, fuck these parents. It's like, they're also a huge contributing factor as to why this yeah. shit can't go on. You can even push that further out. And it's like, well, why Why is it hard for the parents? Well, it's hard for the parents because that's what the government's telling us. It's the government is putting all that shit down on us. Yeah, I mean, it's that and... I mean, let's 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 not um um forget about the 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 deciding factor, which is the COVID. You know, like we both know. I, I I've lost I've lost people I, I I know to COVID. Me thinking, you know, you know, it kind of joking. I was in the military. Um, you know, I've seen all kind of stuff. I've drunk I've drank out of a water buffalo, so I'm pretty much in this is mad. Yeah, I say stuff like that jokingly. But the thing is, is that you know, I've had to un- unfortunately on a personal level. I had to realize exactly how serious this thing is. And then it boils down to the simple fact is if people actually were supposed to do, we we wouldn't be in we wouldn't be in as bad shape as we are now. You know, no. whether it's washing your hands, whether it's uh covering your face, whether it's keeping your distance, whether it's not going places or, or having gatherings of, of however many people they say you're supposed to have, but more than whatever the recommended, which I really don't I, I think it's stupid because you say, Well, you can't have more than ten people gathered around okay if you have 10 people where you know whether it's you know three people four people you know six people 10 people you still run the risk of get contracting it you oh know, yeah my thing with this i don't i'm not gonna tell nobody you know they go live under a rock until this thing passes over because it's not happening number one people in america just for whatever reason just think that they're they just they're they're owed their rights um and you know I'm saying rights once again that's a topic we don't want to get into because there's still plenty of people in this country that are still being denied basic rights so that's just we'll just leave that that part alone but what I'm saying is if we had done what we were supposed to do to begin with and I mean from the top down and I'm talking about President Trump all the way down because he wasn't the only one there were several people senators representatives all of them were that mayors are trying to say oh you know it, it's a hoax, you know, it's going to go away. It, it, you know, there's, there was, you know, people in predominant or, or, or predominant positions that were trying to make this not such a big deal or wasn't, t- or, they, or they weren't telling us the truth. And then you had all these other idiots saying, they said it's not true. Yeah. Well, they also said a lot of other shit that, you know, that we weren't going to war for, for oil, that we weren't going, going to war. We were going to war to, 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 to right the wrongs of people. And no, it's not. I mean, we went to war for very and selfish reasons, and so it's like you choose what this. Is, this is what laugh, makes me laugh about America. A lot, a lot of people in America, you choose what to believe when it comes to the government. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You choose what to believe, and it's not. And I, and I say government, but that's everything. You choose. You choose to believe. You choose. There's in America. They choose to believe there's not police brutality. There's not sex rings in America. They choose to believe that is still not they're still not a problem in america all that is false you know so it's it's so crazy that you say that because i had this dude respond on one of my largest youtube videos you know follow me mace valor you know hit that sub button it was uh the why i left the army video and it's very polarizing because it's either people are either supportive of my of me getting out or they talk shit about me getting out and so this is someone that wrote Really, if you left the U.S. military, that means you're not fighting for America. That's what some asshole decided to fucking write, right? So this other guy earlier today wrote a reply. He's like, you know what's weird? We have trade deals with countries that produce weapons, which are being used against our boys downrange. What exactly are you fighting for again? One of my drill sergeants told me patriotism. 
the second the army stops paying me, I'm fucking out of here. And it's true because like what like we might be fighting for like you could you could throw that out there that, oh, patriotism, America, you know, we're fighting for, you know, our home and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, when you go to the individuals, how many people would keep fighting if they did not receive any pay? And that's not to say like, oh, you're you're not getting paid right now because of some government shutdown. No, like would people still be in the military if it wasn't if it was for the fact that it's like, hey, we can't we can't pay you, but you're you're, you're being a patriot and serving your country. Oh, I would. Oh, I wouldn't, man. I would only because I would only if I was able to go go back to do infantry. If I was infantry, yeah, I'd do it. No problem. As long as as long as you give me a pardon for whatever I do, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, remove some of those get some of those Geneva Conventions shit lifted and we'll yeah. talk. But you know what? I mean that is I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I've, I've wrestled with when it comes well, when I say wrestle with is is talking with people that don't understand or know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to being a, a, a patriot, you know, you know, that, that, you know, and hopefully that, and I think you're, you're going to put this on YouTube or what? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that that idiot that, that made that comment about, well, yeah, you left the military, you know, you know, what a, what a real patriot, whatever, whatever bullshit shit he said. I hope that fucker's listening to this. First of all, if we're going to fight another country's war, where is that being, where is that classified as being a patriot? A patriot is is someone who fights for their country. Now, I can understand when 9-11 happened and the terrorist attack, that was that's us fighting for our country. Name another time where other than Pearl Harbor where we got attacked by another there country. Was, there wasn't one. Exactly. Let's see, there was the, the Spanish American War, which that lasted about a week. Um and that was like a small naval conflict. Yeah, there's only three times in the history of this country that Congress has declared war. And that's be- and it's always been a direct result on something happening to America. So you had the Spanish-American War, you had World War One, and World War Two. Okay? Exactly. We, and it's the thing is, with, with World War One, there's some another thing I was looking into recently. It's actually very, very good that we did not enter right away. We waited several years before we entered World War One. If you look at the numbers of just troops, if you look at how many German troops there were, how many um, troops in the UK there were, how many troops in the France, our our service members, we we were not there. All right. This is our last major conflict before World War One was this fucking civil war. And we we lost yeah. a lot of our own fighting each other. So you yeah. move forward in time. You know, our country's developing and everything, but 1915, man, I think maybe 200,000 troops strong. That's not a whole lot when you compare it to in the other in the European theater. We would have been destroyed. So the fact that we waited right even before up to World War One, you can see the government knew like, oh, we're going to be going, but there's no way we can do it right now. That whole premise was to train. So that two years leading up to us entering into that conflict, we made sure that we were not only prepared, but we were trained. You know, the problem with Vietnam is that when we drafted people, we were drafting over motherfuckers that like, and the training was just sped right through. Like we got them from reception hall to fucking downrange as quickly as possible. That wasn't fucking good. We got guys in Vietnam that fought in the Korean War, and then they got these fucking, these new boots that they don't know anything, you know? And that's because of the whole draft system, how fucked up it was. Yeah, that's 100%. And the thing is, is like I said, I mean, even when it comes to this crap, war is, 
you know, I don't think I, I don't think I really understood this until actually until I actually went. Um, the war is not for the faint of heart. Uh, you, you get a lot of these people that get on get on the internet, they get on Facebook, they get on Twitter, they get on whatever social media platform they want to get on, and they talk about you know what they would do if someone, you know, e- even if what they would do if someone broke into their house, you probably would hide under the bed with your fucking child or you know whatever. That's what you probably do. Okay. Number one, I always tell some. I always tell everybody. I tell anybody, you know, whenever this conversation comes up. First of all, you don't know what you're going to do when the situation arises. Even with even with proper training, most time what happens is one of two things are going to happen. Either your training is going to kick in and take over, and you're not really going to remember what the hell you're doing um, in that first moment, or you freeze up and you either you end up dying or you end up getting somebody else killed. And those are the only those are only two things that happen. Either your training takes over or you completely freeze up. And like I said, either somebody, either you get somebody killed or you get yourself killed. You know, so it's one of those things. It, I get so I get so tired. I'm not going to say mad. I'm not going to say pissed off. I get tired of hearing it because you get all these people that like always want to say, oh, you know, like I said, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, that that comment is really, really starting to piss me off about why someone, why you left this and that, or you're not a patriot because you left the military. First of all, some people, people can only take so much, you know, whether it's two years, whether it's five years, whether it's 10 years, like I did, whether it's 25 years, whether it's 50 years, at some point in time, you get tired. Some, some tire out more, more quickly than others, because, you know, in some cases, those tire out quick, because a lot of times they've had to deal with more shit than even I did in 10 years, you know? So it's, it's, it's like, shut up. If you've never served, don't comment. If you have served, understand something. MLS job or whatever you were doing, it, and there's there's several infantry units that have never deployed. I don't care if you are infantry. If you're one of those units that's never deployed, shut the hell up because all you're doing is training and never going anywhere. And I'm pretty sure you're going back home, lying to your wife, your girlfriend, your freaking kids, your freaking family, saying, "Oh, well, you know, I I do all this, I do all this whole whole stuff. Uh, I I, uh, I I'm, I'm stabbing <laughs> dummies every day." I'm, and blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up, man. I get so sick and tired of all these weekend warriors talking this bullshit. And when I say weekend warriors, you know, I know most people take that as a direct um, reference to the National Guard or reservists. First of all, I know I know a lot of reservists. I have not. Number one, I have nothing but the utmost respect for all military branches. We may talk shit about each other, but that's but uh, yeah, we yeah, we're allowed. Yeah, we serve. We understand the BS that goes with serving in the military. So unless and, you're Air Force, then lucky you. Yeah, fuck off, Air Force. You stake lofty pale sucking motherfuckers. Anyway, that's some bad looking bitches, man. Just say it. But no, but uh, <laughs> is you know, yeah, I, I I may say that and, and when I say weekend wars, I'm not talking I'm not talking about the freaking the National Guard or the reservists. I'm talking about some bitches that go to work every single day and then get on on the weekend, get on social media and try to attack military personnel. And hell, even for that matter, law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Unless you've done the job and really done the job, shut the fuck up. That's my two cents. And then some. Um, Dude, I I know. It's one of those topics that like the whiff of it comes up and it just gets your blood boiling. And it was like mm-hmm. that for the longest time. I would get a lot of comments on that video and they're very polarizing because they're either supportive or they shit talk you. And it's like, 
I don't regret joining, you know, I don't think that I'm not a patriot for joining, but I do understand that, you know, for some people, they're like made out of tougher stuff. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you 10, 15 years ago, bright eyed getting in and all that shit. You were like, that's what we wanted. We wanted guys like you. You know, and then it's yeah. it's like when I came in, I came in at such a pivotal time because the war efforts were starting to wind down and the army itself was changing. And I knew that I was utilizing my military service as a next step up in life. There's not anything wrong with that. It's great to serve yeah. your country, you know, and, you know, if it can help you better your yourself so that you're essentially not living off the welfare state, then more power to you. You know, yeah. um, and it's just like having been in, there were so many times I did want to reenlist. And like you said, you get tired. People get tired of different things. People, some people get tired of the shit that they see. Some people get tired of constantly being away from home. Some people get, you know, as, as weird as it might sound, they get tired of the structure. They want a little bit of chaos in their lives. You know, people get out for very different reasons. Um, but I don't think that just because we got out, that means that we stopped, you know, it's like, I guarantee you, there is a lot of veterans in this country that if some shit was popping off at home, that we would be some of the first people broken and all to fucking stand up. And it's like, yeah, I'm glad I got out. But if let's say for like the North Koreans or the fucking Russians, you know, Call of Duty style wanted to invade invade us man i guarantee you there are so many veterans that'll be like oh fuck yeah let's get back in the saddle we would do that shit for free you know oh, you want to send us off you want to send us off to some fucking backwards country i've never fucking heard of some shit staying to the planet to go fucking defend whatever the fuck you know and then we're paying them on top of it no but you want me to defend home fuck yeah dude i'll defend home all fucking day let me tell you something man let me tell you something i wish a motherfucker would try to come invade this motherfucker I'm telling you right now, there'd be so many damn veterans, Texans, Floridians, Floridians. Oh, yeah, all the people that love their guns, man. Alabamans, (laughs) Kentuckians. There'd be so many people that would be stopping at freaking, I I don't know, Bass Pro Shop, fucking. (laughs) Dick Sporting Goods. Dick Sporting Goods, Academy Sports, man. We'd be hitting up Walmart for all the damn good. There'd be no guns left on the shelves. All the like, stores would be empty. Oh shit! You guys I'm are all out of ammo. Out. What do you guys have left? It's like, well, we have flare guns. Fuck it, I'll light them up with that. It's like you're gonna shoot people Man, with this. Fuck yeah, dude! Gun. I would stick a flare gun up a motherfucker's ass and like, like a motherfucking Roman candle. You heard what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> goddamn man. Christmas tree, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, for anybody, for anybody to actually, and I'm gonna say, try a grand invasion on America has to be suicidal. I mean, I'm just saying, they would have to be suicidal. Now, that'd be like, it's just one of those things, because like I said, because number one, there's so many people in America that have guns, number one. Number two, you got a lot of veterans that are honestly, some are, you know, and you hit it, you know, some people get out. Like, I was one of them. Like, the main reason why I got out is because the military fucked me over. You know, I, you know, did my time. I was infantry. You know, my body was pretty much destroyed. You know, they said, hey, you know, and I didn't want to get out. I wanted I wanted to do 25 years infantry, um, but my body just wasn't going to it wasn't going to it wasn't going to happen. And so they were like, well, you know, you can reclass. And, you know, they gave me, you know, my choice of 
of and, and because of what I scored on the ASVAB um, and when I retook it, you know, I qualified for over I think it was like 120 jobs or 115 jobs, something like that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll do this. You know, I'll do S1 because I'd been working in there for a little over a year. And so I kind of got familiarized with it. And I was like, you know, this, this actually probably wouldn't be too bad. I can extend my military career. You know what I'm saying? Maybe get, take my body out of harm's way, but still train. You know, yeah. I have the background. I could train. I could train the uh, the, the S shop soldiers because none of them, none of them were infantry ever. And so I was like, yeah, I can do that. Cool. And, oh, uh, and they fucked me and said, well, I know that, you know, your profile and, and, and your physical limitations prevent you from doing infantry, but we're going to stick you off as a cook. Which Needs of the army, not, man. Yeah. Which was not part, was not even on the, not even remotely on the list. Matter of fact, it was on the list of things I couldn't do. <laughs> and they stuck me off in there because they said, well, we need an NCO. It needs of the army. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me. You're not going to let me do the job that I'm, I'm really good at. You're not going to let me do the job that I love. You're not going to continue to let me train soldiers and go over and continue to fight. But you're going to stick me in another job that is almost, if not more damaging to my body than an infantry. And you're going to make me a cook to where I have to stand on my feet. And I'm having to lift boxes and stuff. But the one thing they said they did not want me to do was lifting stuff. And that's and that's what you're gonna stick me off in. And we're like, well, let's see. Like, you know what? I'll get out. And so when they reviewed my packet, they're like, no, actually, we can medically retire you if you want. And I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, hey, full benefits, get out, paid the rest of your life. Oh, I'll sign there. Thank you. You know, and that's the reason why I got out. I mean, it wasn't the fact that I was so tired of the military. It wasn't the fact that you know I just. I didn't want to do it anymore. It was, they screwed me over, you know? So it was, it was one of those things where I could have stayed in. If I wanted to, I could have stayed in as a cook. But then now, I, then I think about, okay, where, where would I be at physically now? You know, I, I got a 17 year old daughter. I got an eight year old son. Uh, I got a six year old, about to be seven year old uh, daughter. And I'm thinking, you know, where, where would I be? I mean, I, when I want to go see my son, if I'd have stayed in, there'd be no way I could have even played with my son. There'd be no way I could pick him up. My back was already destroyed before I started doing that crap. If I'd have stayed another three, four years, five years doing that that crap, they're at, they were at. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do anything with my kids. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to coach right now. Mm -hmm. If I was coaching, I'd, I'd either be rolling around in a hover around, or you know, oh my god, just, you know, what I'm saying just sitting yeah, on more the broken than you already are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I just, I, just had I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't blame you for getting out. I mean, like I said, man, we all have our reasons, and the people that just don't know, they don't fucking know. So fuck them. That's kind of like the mindset I've it gotten. Was. You know, it. it... <laughs> no, I get uh -huh. I'm with you, man. It's like I said. It, you know, if it's somebody that served, number one, I always, I always say, okay, okay, what was your MOS? What was your job? Okay. All right, cool. I mean, you can say something like that. That's fine. Your prerogative, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, when it comes to like MOSs and jobs, you know what I'm saying? Number one, I don't care. If you serve, you serve. I don't give a damn what your MOS is. You know what I'm saying? But however, if you were a fucking pencil, pencil pusher, you know what I'm saying? If you're sitting off behind a desk, 
Don't you fucking get up in my face about talk, telling me how hard the fucking military is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. You're not, out, you're not out doing it. Yeah, you're not out there doing the shit that I was doing. Talk about, oh, yeah, the military. Oh, my God, I can't believe those 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 uh, ruck marches we had or or those those long runs we had. Bitch, I motherfucking hoofed it 60 fucking miles with 125 pounds on my fucking back. And that didn't even include my fucking battle rattle shit, my fucking ammo load, my weapons. That didn't include none of that shit. So don't fucking tell me about you're so pissed off because you had to run 10 miles um, every morning. Fuck you. I was running fucking 15, 20 miles with fucking an assault pack on my back. And we were throwing, and they were throwing rocks, big ass rocks in our in our um, packs every oh every God. fucking three miles. So fuck off, fuck a bitch. It's like, oh yeah, oh, we need someone to we need someone to man the saw. Hey, get the radio guy to do it. He's not caring enough shit. Yeah, that was always funny. It's like, right. how am I supposed to shoot and talk at the same time? Figure it out, soldier. But you know, that's how I fucked up my that's how I fucked up my shoulder the first time. Um, was ruckus? I, 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 Rucks? Uh, like ruck marches? Yeah. Um, okay. So what happened was. Uh, we were out and uh, we were doing a we were doing a company uh, movement, and um, we we're just like we're out, you know, doing a field exercise, and uh, you know, so I had I had my M4, I also had the uh, the demo kit, uh, the breach kit. Um, I had um, what else did I, have? I? I had my ruck on me, which was roughly about 120 pounds. Jesus. Um, and then. Our saw gunner twisted his ankle on the on the um, on the ruck march as we were moving from from one from one position to another. And you're talking about 25 miles. He twists his ankle, and so I grab his saw. I told him, "I tell him, they just throw your salt pack on my back. Throw the um, the ruck, uh, the, your ruck in the in the back of the truck." So I'm, I have all his shit along with my shit. Oh God! And, and, yeah. And it was it was so fucking so. It, what happened was we started going down a hill and got ready to go up another hill. My ruck on my back shifted, so everything shifted to my right. Oh, so all no. of that weight was on my right shoulder, and so I could feel it. I could feel it. It was hurting, and then all of a sudden we got ready. We were probably about eight, ten miles, and I I I I feel like I feel like okay. If you ever if you've ever ripped a piece of paper. And like you've like paid attention, like with your fingertips, what the what that rip feels like. You can hear it, but what it Ugh. feels like, that's what it started doing. And then all of a sudden, I just heard pop, and then my shoulder limp. And so I'm marching for about another five miles when I first started to come, you know, marching up. And he marched, he marched up beside me, and he looks. He said, "He's like, damn soldier," and he's seven. Like no one really liked him, but in this moment, I mean, he was, he, I actually liked him. Uh, he was because I mean, I, I couldn't feel anything. My fingers were going numb, and I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here marching. I'm just going along, and he said, "Damn, son, you got a lot of shit on you." I said, "Uh, the right first arm," and then he he looked, he like walked up in front. He kept walking, you know. And he, he started range walking past me, and he looked back, and he looked back. All of a sudden, he just fucking stopped, and he said, "What the fuck, soldier?" And I was like, oh shit, what I do, what I do? And he and he comes over and he's like, fucking stop, fucking stop, fucking stop. 
said, what the fuck is your squad leader? And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And he comes over and he starts taking shit off me. He just starts taking shit off me. And he's like, God damn. He said, who the fuck is this fucking squad leader? So Sergeant Blue comes running back. He's like, what's up, first arm? And he's like, look at this damn soldier. And like, my fucking arm is just hanging on. And so he's like, God damn it. We said, we're going to have to try to build soldiers up here, not fucking try to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, I got to finish your story. I got to say something, but finish, okay. please. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he starts just ripping shit off of me. And so once he did that and that weight actually came off, I fucking passed out. Like I was I was just going on adrenaline at that point in time. And I was just like, I just got to get there. I just got to get there. I just got to get there. That's, that was what's going through my mind. And so he grabs the shit. I fucking pass out. They get me. They get the, they get the medic over there. The medic, you know, stabilizes my arm. Uh, they get they they pull the truck up. They drive me up there. They're sitting there looking at it. And he's like, yeah, we need to get him back um, back to the base. So they got me back. You know, of course, I dislocated my shoulder. They didn't realize the extent of the tear. Um, so, you know, I kind of went along with it, you know, I did the rehab and everything, went on about my business. Well, didn't realize I had tore my rotator's cuff. And actually what I did was the, the muscle that runs along the shoulder, the outside of the, um, the arm up to the shoulder had actually almost tore completely off. Jesus, dude. And it wasn't, it wasn't until a couple of years later where it actually finally came out. That's why I at this point, it's like you're fucking built out of Lego pieces. Jesus, man. What Lego pieces, chewing gum, God, fucking duct tape buddy. and shit. <laughs> How are you even working? Gorilla glue, gorilla glue, shit. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's uh that's my body, and that's that was just and you know that was my right shoulder. Uh, my left shoulder was all jacked up too, uh, from assault jumps. Uh, my back, I mean that that ID blast. That is that. Is this podcast brought to us by Juice, or is it something else today? Oh no, this podcast is actually brought brought to us by Coors Light. Coors Light, uh, Ew. yeah. I, I I'd already drank my um, Long Island. You know, back in my drinking days, this is universal. Everyone has a fucking like a a forty rack of fucking Natty Ice in their garage. No one drinks yeah. it, but that one day that there's just a random party, it's like fuck it, we got we got some of this shit. Well, we kept we kept it in there because, um, like you said, random party, you know, yeah. not going out and getting alcohol, but also you follow some hard times, you know, spend all your money, you still got some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the crazy thing. Like back in like the days where I was drinking and smoking a lot, like that was like my hobby. Um, I would like be hard up for gas money. Never hard up for fucking alcohol though. It's oh, like no, no, no. I mean, I'd I look at my wallet and be like, "Damn, my tank is on E, man." But yeah, I have nothing here for a four loco and a and a black and mild, man. I'll just fucking have a party in the garage. Like I Fuck said, it. I may not be able to go nowhere, but shit, I can drink. Hey, once I start drinking, hey, my mind slips off, and I'm I'm somewhere beautiful. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere, right? Might as well be here. So. I'm just doing that thing where you scroll through Facebook and you get the suggested friends. And I didn't even look at the name, but I looked at the picture and I'm like, this motherfucker, dude. I got to put some context out there because there's no video on this episode of the podcast. But what is this? It's 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 your girl's Facebook page and her profile picture is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. You and her dressed up like fucking hippies. You got this fucking Jerry curl going on. <laughs> It was a it was a wig for an Halloween party. It's so funny, man. It was a hippie. Oh hey, my no, God. Wait, hold up. Speaking of internet, 
I've got to bring this up. This, Hit me. this is a very sad, sad day. Oh shit. Okay. It's a very sad day. Um do you know who you know who okay, I'm gonna say a name. Tell me if it sounds familiar. Don Wells. No. What what happened? Okay, okay. Don Wells, for you know, for most people, you know, I mean I'm kind of, maybe I'm dating myself. Uh, I am forty two. Uh, but Don Wells was part probably the first female personality that I was like in love with. She, you know, she, you know, guess what? Guess what character she played on a very popular TV show? Uh, was she on Star Trek? No, no, then no idea then. She played Marianne on Gilligan's Island. Wait, what? Yeah, she played Marianne oh, on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, but she died today. Um, yeah, it was, it was like on the, it, well, it wasn't on the news, but it was on oh. one, one of the, one of the news feeds I was looking at and, uh, she died at 82 and I thought, I was like, man, are you serious? But yeah, she died, she died this morning around 11, 11 o'clock this morning. I ain't accepting this fucking friend. Um, and, and that says she's not accepting her friend's request, but, um. Wait, 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 wait. She's not accepting my friend request. What the hell is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, tell her how oh, I found. Hey, hold up, though. But it's, it's turned out that she died of uh, COVID nineteen related uh, uh, causes. Everything's COVID related. Yeah, my which, my cat died she, this yeah, year. That's she, a COVID yeah. death as well. Apparently, yeah, yeah which probably, probably means she stubbed her toe, um, and fell hit her head, and it was COVID related. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. Maybe she had a yeast infection. But um, oh my I god, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, COVID causes yeast infections. I read it. Um, <laughs> yeah, COVID also causes suicide. Apparently, uh, some people might actually. I could probably use that in my um memoirs. <laughs> yeah, several people died of suicide because they had COVID. And the fact that I might have been hanging out or it's unrelated. I told you I'm gonna get I'm gonna get COVID and I'm gonna put it in one of those sprayers for like weeds and I'm just gonna go around spraying people. Oh my god. <laughs> no, we had some shit like that out here. When this shit first popped off, some asshole dressed up in a hazmat suit got two spray bottles and started running around Walmart spraying people. Well, that was like um there was um this is watching or looking at something on Facebook and there was uh a meme that said, um, apparently running around Walmart with two Alcacelsor tablets in your mouth, yelling the yelling the uh, the vaccine's not working is is not a good idea. Ugh. <laughs> oh shit! God, that'd be something I'd do. So we talk a lot about the military here, you know. Yeah, and sometimes there are certain events that happen in this world that are beyond explanation, but. It does need a, a light shined onto it. People don't mm. take um, PTSD very seriously. People don't take, um, you know, our troops coming back from overseas. It's, it's unexplainable how a lot of these things can happen, um, these horrible events. So Chris Kyle, as we all know, American sniper. Um, yeah. Yeah, he died, and he was trying to help someone that was in the same boat that he was in, you know, and he utilized something that he was passionate about, you know, shooting. And yeah. use that as a training opportunity to connect with people. And, you know, it's sad to see him, him, him gone. 
um, doing what he loved. Um, he found his, you know, he lost himself in his head, but he, he found a way back out, which is kind of like what we're doing. You know, this, the whole premise of this podcast is it's our way of kind of, you know, beating the demons in our closet and making them stay there kind of thing. Um, but so Josh, um, he brought up this, this thing in Rockford, Illinois, uh, there was a, uh, it's a family of a Green Beret charged with mass shooting issues a statement. That's that's the article um, I'm reading. This guy, he's um, a special, for, special forces sergeant first class. Uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give any, you know, promotion to this horrible event that he did. But he went into a bowling alley and, you know, shot and killed a few people. Three people were killed and three others were injured. And that happened on Saturday. Um, holy shit, man. Well, it's it's like he was home on leave. Uh, he's he's down in Florida, but it happened up when he was home visiting his family. And I couldn't really get much more than that. Um, once again, it's kind of like the media's not really focusing on events like this uh, because yeah. it's not the trendy thing. Like, oh, gun violence isn't trendy right now. Let's focus on other things. You know, and it's like, that's like, if it really was an issue, even now, this shit would come up, you know, yeah. but it doesn't. So that tells me that the media, they're, they're only going after whatever's trendy in the moment. And if, you know, gun violence or, you know, veterans, you know, kind of losing their shit is not a trendy thing for them, they're not going to fucking follow it. So, I mean, it just sucks to, I mean, yeah, it sucks to hear that someone did that, you know, that someone went out and fucking and killed other Americans, right? An American that killed other Americans. And it hurts even more the fact that this was someone enlisted. You know, yeah, there's like mental yeah. happens everywhere, right? But right. when it comes to our troops coming back from overseas, man, some of the shit that rests in their heads, man. And I'm not saying like, oh, you have to do counseling or you have to be drugged. No, but you they need some sort of of outlet. They need some sort of reach. They need some way to kind of not necessarily connect with the world around them, but to reconnect with themselves, you know, like it's very different nowadays because when you come home from war, you're in Afghanistan one day and a couple days later, you're back home. It's that quick. Yeah. You know, back in world war one, world war two, there was months, you know, and PTSD back then was called shell shock. Um, that's what that's the, they referred to it as because the whole trench warfare and stuff. But, there was a, a lot of shit that those guys were going through, but they had time, you know, that, that boat ride back home. I mean, they had time, you know, they had time to kind of collect themselves for, you know, the wind down from being in, in the middle of conflict, winding yeah. down and you're on your way home. It's like with a lot of guys that came back from uh, desert storm um, and they come home and their wives are fucking knocked up and they just fucking lose their shit. You know, it's like they've been gone for so long, and the first thing that they see when they get home is that shit. Of course, you know, I'm not saying it's okay, but I get I get it. I totally get why, like, they lose that that part of them. And that's why I really wish that mental health was taken more seriously in the military as well as when you get out. Because there are some scars that people just can't see. And, yeah, not everyone should, like, walk around talking about it and shit, but... Some people, it's better just resting within them. You know, I know my uncle, he, he's a Vietnam vet, and I know he, he has that thousand-mile stare, you know. It's not 
his cup of tea to come out and openly talk about this stuff. But he likes cops. He's a volunteer uh, sheriff deputy. Um, he loves. Um, oh, what else is it? Oh, he loves motorcycles. It's like I know, like I have ways to connect with my uncle, you know, because I understand. Mm-hmm. That, hey, man, some some shit you just don't, you know, talk about. But we still need to feel grounded. We still need to have some kind of connection. So hearing about another, not not just a vet, but an active someone that's active duty going out and doing this, it's. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, it sounds so random. I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, especially when you're home on leave, right? Like, what the fuck happened that, that, that caused this guy to be like, no, fuck this. I'm going to go to some random fucking bowling alley. You know, like, did he know someone? Did Was something going on? Like, there's only so much from the story that, that we can see. But, the, right. you know, first and foremost, it's like, this is an active duty military personnel. And there has to be some sort of track record, you know, for how it got this way. You know, it's like I know with all my stuff, a lot of my stuff, there wasn't medical documentation for. But there was there's documentation of counseling statements. There's, you know, the events were documented one way or another. So you could see the trend of, of how people are over time. I, I think I'm kind of getting lost on this, but you get what I'm well, saying. No. No, I don't, I mean, it's not that you're getting lost on it, it's just, it's a very, well, most people don't realize, especially when it comes to the PTSD, you know, and, and the fortunate events that happened in Illinois, uh, with this, this, this shooting you're talking about, is that it's a very vast um, subject. Uh, it's, it's actually more in-depth than, than people really want to know, I'm be honest with you. Most people don't want to know that the people that are supposed to be protecting this country um, are are going through stuff like this, and 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 it's it's messed up um, on all levels um, that most people are like that, and then they want to play, oh well, no, uh, you know, we I care about you know soldiers this and that, but do you? I mean. I mean, I, I've, I've looked on Facebook and I've seen different things and I see people who make comments when it comes to other soldiers' posts and stuff like that. You know, and it's like, yo, I mean, how can you say you support troops? You know what I'm saying? Or at least your troop and you're making comments that shouldn't be made uh, about servicemen and women. Um, I, I I don't be honest. I mean, I'm be honest. If... if <laughs> I don't know what this situation is with this with this service member, um, but I'm be honest, I, that could have been me. Uh, and there was a there was a very there was a, there was a situation that happened after I got back off my third deployment, where that easily could have been me. Um, my my then wife was cheating on me with an MP. No, um, I went um, to the bar she was working at. Um, to see her, and he showed up, and then her dumbass decided, "Oh well, fuck, he's here, you're here. Let me introduce you." Like, bitch, I don't want to fucking talk to this motherfucker or you. And I was like, "Look, I'm just, I'm just gonna go because I just don't, I don't think this is gonna be a good situation for anybody." And then I went, was hanging out with one of my buddies. He came over, um. Cause he just said he had a feeling there was something wrong. So he came over. So we're sitting there. We had a couple, we had, uh, I was going to say a couple beers, but that was a lie. We had a couple bottles. Um, 
<laughs> we uh we uh we, we we sat there for a little while, um and I think we both ended up passing out. It was probably three, four o'clock in the morning. And so I was like, what the fuck? And you know, she wasn't home. And like I said, we were still married at the time. Uh this was before we even said anything about getting divorced. Uh she said she wanted to work things out. I still was kinda on the fence. But anyways, I ended up I ended up going back to her job and she, she was there in his car and they were having sex. Fucking and bitch. Like, yeah, so I was like, you need to go to the house. Because I was living in government prop I was in government house and I said, You need to go to the house, get your shit and get the fuck out. I said, like, because if you're not if you're still in that house by the time I get back, you will your parents will be making funeral arrangements. Oh my god. And so, and I told her that, and he looked at me, he's like, he's like, oh, you can't be talking to her like that. I said, if you want to be able to see your family again, I suggest you shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of my face. And then he was on his phone texting, and the next thing I know, about four or five MP cars show up. And they were like, hey, hey, and I was like, first of all, fuck all y'all. I don't give a fuck about none of you bitches. <laughs> I was like, y'all... Because where the bar was, it was off post. I was like, y'all don't have any jurisdiction here. So y'all can just go fuck off. And so I, I, I ended up going to stay at a uh, friend of mine. He lived in, um, uh, what was that town right outside of uh, post? Um, it was north of post, like you're, like, uh, well, not like you're going to. Like Gasoline Alley? Like or, yeah, or it was like Gasoline post? Alley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the but anyways, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... So I went out. I went out that way because I was like, I'm not trying to go back on post because I know I've been drinking, and I, I'm not even trying to hear all that shit. So I went over there, called him up, told him on. He's the man from the house, and so I just came, came over, went over to the house, called my buddy because I was met. I live. I was like, hey, get shit, get out. She's coming over. So she better get her shit, get the fuck out. If she's there in the morning, it's gonna be a problem. Then I ended up calling my, um, my NCO at the time. Uh, he was about to transition to another post. And so I told him what was going on. I said, I need you to go by the house and just make sure she gets her shit and get the fuck out. And he's like, I got you. And so he did that. I mean, he didn't have to because he was leaving like the next day. He was leaving the next day. And, uh, I think he was going, he was getting transferred to Hawaii. Uh, he came down to order for Hawaii. So he went, uh, made sure she got her shit, locked up everything. Um, he was like, Hey, you know, you can come get the spare key, um, you know, in the morning or whenever. And so he stayed around. So I, I, so I got over there to get the, the key, and then he, you know, he left. He, he, he bounced out. But yeah, I mean, a situation like that, that could, this, that could have been in the news. This could have been an easy story because I was in that mode. I mean, it was before I got diagnosed with PTSD. You know, depression, anxiety. Uh, you know, all, all, all that, all that shit that was going on. So I didn't know what was going on. My unit didn't know what was going on. You know, so that was before I could even, I even remotely got any type of help. So that could have easily, and that's, that's what, that's what the problem is, is that majority of what happens is because you and I both know mental health was never taken, is never taken serious when it comes to the military. No. And what happens is even if you, if you even show that you may be having an issue, you know, with mental health, health, you know, it's like they shun you or they're trying to ship you out. You know, they're not actually trying to help you with the situation. And I didn't want to deal with that, so I'd never talked to anybody. So you're talking about coming off, off off my third deployment, and I'm like, you know, I you're talking about three deployments worth of shit that that's built up. 
You know, and it's not just from that marriage. It's from my previous marriage before that. It was from shit that happened before I got in the military. Shit that happened since I've been in, had been in the military. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on that I never dealt with. And then you're talking about throwing me into a, a, a wartime situation, you know, where I'm having to do things that, you know, I wasn't raised to do, but I had to do if I wanted, if I wanted to um, make it home to see my daughter. You know, and it's like one of those things like, shit, you do what you got to do. And, you know, once, once that happens, once those floodgates open, I mean, it, the mild mannered reporter turns into a doomsday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he don't turn into Superman. He turns into doomsday. You know, people want, people want our heroes, but they don't realize that some of our heroes are coming back as villains. And it's all because no one's taking the time to really understand what the hell is going on. Preach, dude. Oh my God, you're hitting the, you're hitting the nail on the head, man. Sorry, I got garlic bread in my mouth. Um, you sure it's garlic bread? <laughs> yeah, it's garlic bread, man. You fucking is that what you dicks and shit. Is that what you call Steve now? <laughs> <laughs> my God. Hmm. This is really good. I needed. I needed it. Um. So. Viewers, listeners, etc. This is the part of the show where we try to wind things down and we take questions, comments, concerns from you guys. What life advice you guys are looking for? You know, we got you. Let's uh, hook it up. Also, Tim, you and your uh, your missus are too sweet. Like, she accepted my friend request and I'm like looking at all this shit that she's got on her page. God damn, man. That woman likes you. Oh boy. She's so supportive. He even dresses up with you like, come on, like <laughs> you got lucky, man. Yeah. We have any idea if we saw a picture of Tim like that, dressed up, looking like he's going to Woodstock or some shit, we would have given him so much shit back in the day. Yeah, and everybody had been dead, so I mean That's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny, man. That's like, you remember that time that Kenny uh, threw all that fucking baby powder on me? Oh, my God. Now I got a picture of it. It looked like you were on a cocaine yeah. overdose. Like I was... You were fucking pissed. Yeah. You woke up and... He, he ran. Like, well before I even woke up, he he ran. And I he didn't, he didn't even... He wouldn't even answer my phone calls for like three days. He's like, he's like I, he's not, I thought it had been funny. I thought it was funny at the time. But then after I did, I was like, oh, shit. He said, he's going to kill me. <laughs> and he, just, he just avoided me for like three days. I was like, dude, whatever. I was fucking drunk. I mean, I can't get that mad. No, nah, like, you got up and you were like, like brushing your hand on your face. Like, what, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I was only mad because I had black pants on. I had that so gray, funny because like, gray shirt on. And you looked around the room and you instantly knew, where's Kenny? <laughs> It's like, where's, it's like, I don't know, he fucking left. Oh, he's, he's smart. He better left. I'm about to kill this motherfucker. I probably would have. Actually, I, probably, I don't think I would have killed him. I might have broke his leg or something. <laughs> but I don't think I killed him. Uh, all right. So we got, we got, you got anything else left for us? We're, we're, uh, anything else left to, to, to chit chat about or? No. I'm good. You're good. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this was good. 
Uh, what we got earlier than what we got now is good. Yeah. Uh, great topics we hit on. Um, so, yeah. The like world said, doesn't earlier, stop, man. No. Like I said earlier in the show when we first started, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Um, please be safe out there in the New Year. Uh, and let's just hope 2021 is not the evil stepmother that <laughs> everybody yelled Jumanji not Yeah. Um so I'm just waiting for the aliens to land finally. You said what? I'm waiting for the aliens to land. Oh, they're already here. Let's get this party popping. Yeah, oh yeah, Mitch McConnell. That's right. Yeah. And um, the lizard folk. Yeah, his mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you got the mom jeans. And a Mr. Fantastic face. So rich, and, so, so rich and white, it's like I'm running gets a cheesecake. Republicans need a puppet and you fit. Got their hands so far up your rear, call you Mitt. Um, head of state, I'm the head of state. You're the, you're like a head of cabbage. About to get smacked by my stimulus package. You ever heard of Cat? Yeah. Oh my to, god, to, dude, it's so that's funny, like, man. Yeah, that's a, that was banging back, you know, it's like, what, a few years ago? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, it was, it was back right before, I don't know if it was when Trump, or not Trump, but Obama ran the first time. I think it was when he ran the first time. Was when that was when that came out. What was it? They say your father was a great man. You must be what's left. Need to stop hating on gays. Let them teach you how to dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the mom jeans and a Mr. Fantastic face. Yeah, that's nice. what I, yeah. I think he needs to bring that back. Oh, my God. That's so oh, that dude is too funny. Epic All right, rap so. Battles. Epic by the power invested in me by this giant bald bird, the president shall not be the shiniest of two turds. You, I want to like you. Quit talking about change and do it. I fought for what was on my brain until a bullet went through it. And you, Mr. Moneybags, it's a country, not a company. You can't play like Monopoly. I gladly reached across the aisle and bitch slapped you as equals of the people, by the people, for the people. Eagle, who won? Who next? You decide. I listened to that way. That that shit hit, man. Yeah, Some yeah. of those hit really fucking hard. Like, damn, man, this is good. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So y'all know where to find me. Anywhere, Mace Valor, you know, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. I don't really think I have to keep going in. Tim, where, where can they find you and what are you working on? Man, you can find me at the soup kitchen. Uh, you can find me down at the Dollar Tree. Uh, <laughs> hey man, Birdman in the house. Uh, I'm working. Um, I, I believe I have. Did, did I? I think I don't know. I'll make sure. I make sure Monty gets my link um, to the stuff so we can post it when we do the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember what my stuff is. That's, that's what happens when you get old and you create create new stuff. If you don't look at it every day, you forget what the hell it is. Oh, yeah. So for YouTube viewers watching right now, we're doing a transitional phase. So for the next few episodes, we're going to keep them going up on this YouTube channel, but we're going to set up uh, Real Talk with Monty and Tim. We're going to do something special for that YouTube channel, but the podcast will move from the Mace Valor channel over to a dedicated one for the podcast. So um, we're going to... 
We're going to splice it up so you could watch either entire episodes or focus just in on just the subject matters that we might be talking about. You know, that way, hey, you might want to listen to the podcast, but you may not have time for the whole thing. Quick bites for you guys. So anyway, thank you guys so much for an amazing year. Tim, thank you for an amazing year. I hope that you party hard coming into 2021. Man, I'm about to go to bed, man. I'm sleeping tonight and all day tomorrow and tomorrow night. Damn that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bud. I love you, bud. You guys take it easy. Hey, um, as always, I'm your so glorious and beloved Mace Valor. Yo, yo, it's Birdman. <laughs>